This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. Terry and I are excited to talk to you today about how fear is your friend. Wow. Really? (laughs) Yes, I swear. I promise you it is. And um, we're going to talk about a lot today, but I'm going to try to take all the passion in my heart that kind of guided me to want to talk to you about this today and put it into a 40-minute podcast episode so we can do this, right? Let's do this, yeah. (laughs) All right, so um, a quick outline of what you'll learn um, when you hang out with us today for this conversation is one... um, This idea that you will feel scared in life versus you need to feel scared in life. We'll differentiate those two. Um, You'll learn how to trust your gut and that how your gut is good. Um, We'll talk about what to do when you do feel scared. We'll talk about feeling scared versus instilling fear. The five basic emotions. And then also we're going to give you parenting examples and kind of functioning in the world examples. (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah. So let's dig in. So, um, you know, the reason why Terry and I wanted to record this today, because it's been a few days um, here in America since um, the things got pretty dark and we had um, a raid on Capitol Hill here. And I definitely had some pretty huge feelings of feeling afraid. Um, Terry, you said you also felt afraid, but you had other feelings. I think we all had all the feelings, right? Like we're going to talk about the five basic feelings today. Happy, mad, sad, hurt, and scared. But there's no denying that fear was one of the feelings that most of us was strongly feeling after we watched the images. And I do hope um, that you didn't shelter yourself completely, that you did really see the images um, that were was a real-life example. You know, the nooses on Capitol Hill, the... Um, men and women wearing Auschwitz sweatshirts. Like it was intense. And I think it's really important that our eyes see those things that we don't shelter ourselves. Um, And also that we're able to process through the emotions that come along when you see images like that. Um, So we're going to talk about all that today. But we wanted to record this because when I think about processing through the feeling of being afraid, I think a lot of us run from fear or not, not consciously, of course, but Um, We kind of just think, oh, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Like, I'm not scared. I'm fine. Um, Versus, like, actually embracing it. And And the reason is because... We were all, most of us were raised in homes where teaching emotional literacy was just not a thing, right? Like you, when you, you know, most families, if you think back, it was like when you fell down, it was like, get up, you're fine. You're not bleeding. You're okay. You're okay. If you were sad, it was like, stop crying. Everything's fine. There's nothing to be sad about. Um, If you were scared, it was definitely, you know, most of the time, there's nothing to be scared of. You're fine. Um, I grew up in a home where, you know, it was just toughness was kind of like the thing. So I grew up in the country, like I rode in the back of pickup trucks and like my brother was (laughs) very big, very like strong willed. And there was just like this strength that like, it was never really said to me, but it was like, be tough, toughen up. And if you feel scared, that makes you weak. Well, and I have to imagine too, that scared was actually used as like, um, a way to manipulate other people, even in in those dynamics too. So it wasn't. Sometimes it was like, "Don't be scared," unless I'm the one who's making you feel scared to get what I want yes. out of life, whether it be your brother, your mom, your dad, 
Yeah. You're whoever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Grew up in a very, I grew up in a very, you know, traditional home. Love my family so much. Amazing. They did the, you know, what they could with the tools that they had at the time, but definitely fear and force autocratic parenting was the way of life. Um, And then my brother was a very strong willed kid. Nobody really knew what to do with him. Grew up like the traditional tactics didn't work. Grew up to be the school bully um, to the point where if anyone messed with him, Terry and I have known each other and been together for 26 years now. Terry knows this, that once we got to high school, if you messed with my brother, he would just kick your ass. Like you would almost, there was one guy who basically ended up in the hospital, right? So it's like fear was a big thing in my home, but I was never taught about it. I was never taught like, hey, like, oh my gosh, you have to, you probably feel scared right now that your brother is freaking out or that your dad and your brother just had this gigantic fight. Your brother got kicked out of the house. Like it even brings up emotion right now because I was never, like I was never given the tools. It was just like, don't be scared. You're fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) That was always the freaking message. And your, your gut was like, no, it's actually not fine. What do I do with this feeling? Yes. Which I think is part of the reason why I grew up to be an educator um, and a life coach and a parenting instructor. But um, but yeah, so that's just kind of like what fear looked like in my home. And I know you had a different experience with fear growing up as a young man. Um, but like that's, the, and then so sad, mad, and then hurt is like so many of us, you know, it was like hurt was just all muddled. Like, you know, we might've been, the the way you were taught about hurt usually as a kid was like, oh, you hurt their feelings, you fix them. Or if somebody hurt your feelings, it's their fault. Like it was just an interesting thing. But but again, and I think in my experience from the families I work with and knowing culturally, a lot of times we were taught that like, if you feel hurt, the way you, you, the way you feel better is to hurt back, which is how the revenge cycle gets yeah. started. And that's how that's, you know, we're so passionate about teaching. And a some people way. don't even wait for that to happen. It's like hurt first. If you just go around hurting everybody else, sometimes they feel like that's their protection mechanism to never feel hurt themselves. Yeah. So it's long story short, um, let's just face the reality that most of us are learning to feel the emotions um, and what to do with them and how to process them appropriately, how to express them when it's appropriate. It's not, it's not always necessary to express emotions um, and what to do with them. Because I know as a life coach, we know from being so involved in life coaching work that when you run from feelings, when you try to deny them, when you don't acknowledge them, it just doesn't work. Like human beings create protection um, patterns. It, it can come out as a, th- a thousand different type of things, but it, it's just not clean behavior that is kind, firm action rooted in love and kindness, right? It's like the intro to our show here at the Fresh Start Family. We believe in the true power of love and kindness and holy smokes, it is powerful. So when we're talking about fear, it's such an important one that I'm so passionate about supporting you guys to really lean into and understand what to do with it because on the other side of feeling afraid, is bravery and courage. And it is one of my favorite things to empower parents with is the ability to be brave and courageous because we need, like all of you who are listening to the show right now are part of a movement who cares deeply about doing things differently in your home. Even if you just found us, like your heart has called you here for a reason. And I would bet money that so many of you are actively breaking painful generational cycles and are doing things really different than what was done to you, right? So that takes courage and bravery. And when you are doing things differently than the generation before you, um, you're going to need just massive amounts of courage and bravery. And when you are courageous, when you are brave, which all of my world, all of my favorite heroes are, doesn't matter whether you're talking about Dr. King, Jesus, Malala Yufastefa, Mr. Rogers, like they were all insanely brave and courageous. And in order to feel brave and courageous, you have, you know, you will feel scared first. It's just part of the equation. If you do something brave and courageous without feeling scared first, you probably won't acknowledge the power that you have as an individual, as a parent, as a human, from being brave and courageous because you just skipped right over that first part. So let's talk about this. um, You will feel feel scared versus you need to. And the reason why this popped up is um, 
um, I was having a great conversation with um, someone who I love dearly, and they had said to me that um, shared really vulnerably and openly that they had um, visited their mom over the holidays, and she they were they felt scared because she was saying how she's starting to like become friends with a group of individuals here in the United States with that let's just say they condone white supremacy, they carry Confederate flags, they're in the news right now and they are they scare me. They they scare me. That's all I'll say. And um and she said it you know you could tell in her heart she was like, "Oh my gosh, mom, what are you doing? These aren't like good people. Like you don't don't talk about them like they're good people. I don't I don't want you hanging out with them and going to dinner and like going to meetings or whatever." Um but she had said, "But, you know, I know God's got this, which he does, by the way. He's got us all. He knows. He's like, he's He's the glorious behind all this. Um, but she said, so I don't need to be scared. And I kind of stopped her. Um, and I was like, oh, let's talk about that for a minute because you are right. Like, God's got this. Like, we, he is with us 100,000% right now and we're all going to be okay. And I believe that that the feeling of being scared is a God-given emotion that we actually do need to feel. Not because somebody else is making us feel it, but because in our internal system that is perfectly designed by God, we're getting a feeling of like, this isn't right. This is not the way it should be. I know it doesn't matter like what side of the political party you are on. Like in that situation, she was like, this doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm not okay with this. And so at the moment, like she felt scared to talk to her mom. So she actually, I don't think had a very big, you know, I don't even know if she said anything. She probably was just like in her head was like, that's weird. And then just left. <laughs> um, but she definitely felt scared. But in her head, she was telling herself, I don't need to. I don't need to. That's silly. Don't feel scared. Don't feel scared because God's got this. And he does. However, when you feel it, it gives you power. So um, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So last, just a few days ago, Terry was body surfing in the freezing cold 57 degree ocean water. <laughs> and I decided to take a jog on the beach instead. And I'm jogging. Um, and all of a sudden to the left of me, I see part of the cliff collapse near Moonlight Beach where we live in Encinitas, California. And I was like, oh my gosh, gnarly. I've seen part of cliffs, cliffs collapse before, but when you see it right before your eyes, it's powerful because you remember that the cliffs really are unstable. So here in San Diego, we have signs everywhere that's like cliffs are unstable, cliffs are unstable. It's been on the news. I actually, um, here in our town just last year. We had um, a local family um, that we had ties to, um, Wendy's former intern, and some of her family members were crushed by a cliff collapse on just a family day at the beach. Could have been any one of us um, yeah. at, at a place that, you know, we we hang out a lot, and it's um it's just a constant reminder anytime you're in you know going down yeah. by the cliffs and you see something like that happen, it, it it creates an emotional response. Yeah, yeah. So that spot, I have pictures of my daughter sitting in the exact spot on this rock one day, and it's just like crazy still that happened. So I'm jogging by and I go past and I come back and I see this beautiful family the other day and they had climbed up to sit on these rocks right underneath this cliff. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be the Karen (laughs) (laughs) because this is so me. I do this on my black tail. We'll talk about this more in the parenting um, examples down below. But I go by and I'm like, oh, I got to say something. I got to say something to this beautiful family. And so I cruise up and I'm like, oh, you guys, it's like such a great place to sit. I'm like, just so you know. Just saw part of the cliff collapse over there. You might want to move outwards and not sit against the cliff because we've we've actually lost some people in this town. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're right, you're right, you're right. They hop up, they get their kids off the rocks. And um, and I said, you know, are you local? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you know, remember Locadia last year? And we talked about what happened. And the mom goes, you know, I should have listened to myself. She goes, I, I felt something say to me, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't sit on these rocks. And I did it anyways. And thank God you came along. Thank you for reminding me. Like, it's not okay. We we don't need to sit on those rocks. And, you know, we just had a great conversation. And I was like, I know it's so annoying. 
Um, but it just was a beautiful example of this, of like a lot of times we'll deny that feeling because we'll say, oh, we don't need to feel scared. Don't feel scared. It's, but we've got to learn to listen to it because then like that mom, you know, on another day, her kids are going to be climbing on the rocks. Like we see kids all the time, right? Climbing on the cliffs and the courageous parents are the ones who say, get off the cliff. And they're like, no, 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 I don't want to get off the cliff. I don't want to get off the cliff. And the other parents are like drinking wine, drinking beer, whatever. And they're like, it's not a big deal. Hey, it's a big deal. I say it's a big deal. (laughs) So that takes bravery and courage, right? To be kind of an outcast or so to speak in that situation. But trust your gut, you guys. Your gut is good. I believe, um, you know, God only delivers good messages to us. So if you are analyzing, like, should I be scared of this? We're gonna, you, we're gonna get into it actually right now of like, when you feel scared, what do you do? And so I believe you feel it, you're gonna feel it in your stomach, you're gonna feel it in your heart, whatever you're feeling. And this again is anything, it could be parenting, it could be conversations like my, that someone that I loved had with her mom that day, like it could be anything. But when you feel that fear of like, ooh, this doesn't feel right, I feel scared of blank. On the other side of that, you know, is going to be some form of action if you acknowledge that fear. But in the middle is where you slow down and you make sure you consult with God, with yourself, with the universe, with spirit, whatever you want to call it, to say, is this a rational fear? Do I have proof that this could actually happen? Is there research backing this? Has this happened before? Do I know somebody who has alerted me to this, right? Because when you think back to the cliff collapse, I had education and awareness and actual proof that that happened. So so you were able to discern then, is this just a, um, an automatic negative thought, an ant? Right, yes, I, yes, is this exactly. A, is this a, just a negative thought or is this something that like is, like you're saying, like has some sort of credibility to it yeah. to say, oh, no, this alarm's sounding for a reason. This isn't a false alarm. Yes, because now in the day and age of all these conspiracy theories, there's a lot that people, I think, are like, I should be, if you're telling me I, it's a, I should acknowledge my fears, I'd be scared all day long. But of course, you have to develop your ability to look, what are these, what are rational fears? What are, is actually like, you know, something that has credibility, right? And this cliff collapse, like I wasn't scared of the cliff collapsing because the news has tried to scare me with, no, I was scared of the freaking cliff cliff collapsing and because I lost a a friend. Like I lost somebody in that. Like I know it physically happened. We had a friend's husband trying to dig out our friend. Like it's it's not false, right? Just like World War II, Nazi Germany is not, like it happened, right? Um, so yeah, so so it's the, in the middle is where you get to spend time consulting and that, that could take two minutes where you quiet down and you just ask yourself, okay, what do I feel scared of? Do I feel like there's any credibility here? In the parenting world, this is gonna come from people who have gone before you and might might have alerted you like, hey, um, you know, this this could happen when your kids get older or this could happen if, if you do this. Like, I'm constantly like informing people on my block who have the really little kids about what can happen, um, you know, with helmets and bikes and stuff, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but then on the other side of that, once you decide, then there's always gonna be some type of action, right? And we are here to tell you that the action can always be firm and kind. And that is what true power looks like. Like action after you feel scared is never going to, like never needs to be disrespectful, filled with fear and force, intimidating, um, you know, judgmental of other people. It doesn't need to prove people wrong. It just need you just need to take yeah, action. You didn't look at that family and say, Hey, idiots, don't you know that that's a cliff right there? Don't you see the sign? Like, you didn't right. choose to go about it that way. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but there, but that is the process, right? Yeah. You feel it. You acknowledge it. You don't just stuff it under a rug. You consult your spirit. Your For us, it's God. For me, it's God. But sometimes it's just myself checking in. And like you said, making sure we're, you know, is this an, an automatic negative thought, scarcity thinking? Or is this like actual have some truth to it? And then on the other side is how are you going to take action to stand tall for what you believe in? Um, So as I was kind of talking to this about 
um, with with my my bonfire membership group last week, one of my members so beautifully said, as soon as I kind of said all this, and I probably didn't deliver it as well as I, I am today. I don't know. It was just like I was so passionate about this message that I, I put it out there. But right as I got finished, she said, okay, cool. She goes, okay, I want more information. Tell me more. And she's an incredible mom. Um, she goes, um, so when I am trying to instill fear in my children about wearing a helmet on their bike, like, how do I do that again? And I was like, back up. <laughs> We're not trying to instill fear. That is actually actually the opposite of what we're trying to do. All we're saying is that it's not it like it's not if you're going to feel scared in in life, it's when you feel scared, this is how you handle it. So, our jobs as parents is not to make our children feel scared of real life events. So like in the cliff collapse situation, like my my job is to educate and to inform and to bring awareness and to be freaking strong in my limits and brave and courageous to do things differently. That's what we need to do. But we don't need to make our children feel scared. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline the last few years, our leadership here in America has been very authoritarian based. It doesn't matter if you're right or left or whatever, what political side you're on. There's factual evidence that the style of leadership has been authoritarian leadership, which is usually, you know, it's going to be based in fear, force, intimidation. Often there's humiliation, there's dehumanization. Um, And so, you know, and there's a lot of instilling fear. It's a lot of like, be scared. Be scared. <laughs> Here's the all the reasons you will be should be scared if I am not your leader. And so a lot of people have gotten used to that, but that is not like that's actually not an effective way of leadership, whether you're right. a parent or a citizen. And you and you mentioned a lot of people have gotten used to that. I think maybe an even uh, another way to look at it would be 
a lot of people have learned that through their life. So that's actually, that's the voice that kind of speaks to them anyways. You yeah. know, so, yeah. if, you know, there's a lot of people who that that's how their leadership always looked, depending right. on where yeah. the, the, the school they went to or the parents that they had or church um, elders, anything. And again, not, you know, just saying, <laughs> um, so it becomes more comfortable and you feel safer listening yeah. and, and operating in that type of uh, uh, leadership world and so but there's fear is a tool in that in that method of leadership yes and yep and that comes out again that's why every i see everything through the parenting lens so what we're seeing happen in the united states right now is definitely you know a consequence of having this type of leadership and that's i see it all the time in families too so it's the same type of thing whether you're talking about like your main way that you're influencing your kids to cooperate and listen put their shoes on eat their dinner clean their room um do their homework all that stuff if you're using fear and force or intimidation or or even bribery and rewards as a tool you will be in a, an, a less effective leader because once you no longer can can do that as easy as your kids get older, you lose your power. And so that's what we're trying to help you understand today is that when you lean into not having to use fear and instill fear, but instead see that fear will guide you in actually creating strong limits, it's just very, very different. I want to make sure you guys understand that. Okay, so remember, fear, being afraid or feeling afraid, is a natural God-given emotion. And it helps us to be brave and courageous. Okay, so, um, and again, I I touched on it before as far as the five basic emotions go. um, But fear especially, you know, as it leads to bravery and courage, I'll actually read for you um, the beautiful kind of definition that our friends at Your Infinite Life training and coaching company use um, that helps us understand how awesome this emotion is. So feeling afraid all the way through and out allows you to know and experience your open heart and vulnerability as a strength. This is where true courage is born. So, um, and let me give you a quick example of what some of the other ones will look look like, and, and we will record a full episode on this. But when you feel mad all the way through and out without being like, self, I shouldn't feel mad, or anger is, is this bad emotion to feel. Instead, when you're like, oh yeah, I am angry, it is, I always think of it as like a, a spotlight. It's like a, a flashlight on what needs to change. It's actually will highlight like areas of justice that are not being served. Um, but you get to actually experience your inner strength when you feel anger all the way through and then act in a healthy way instead of just blowing up, yelling, hitting, cursing, using fear and force. It, it, it feels so powerful. And that's an example of how you will actually feel your inner strength. This is when you can effectively be powerful in setting boundaries, asking for what you want, etc. Um, sadness, on the other hand, um, is a good one because, again, when you feel it all the way through, instead of being, you know, the classic um, feeling stuffer here is like, you'll see people just trying not to cry. Like, it's just, don't do it. Like, you'll see someone starting to tear up and they just, they're like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, right? But when you actually allow yourself to feel sadness, um, you get to experience how much you care. And you see this all the time, like, when when someone passes away, whether it's an animal or a loved one, like, the amount of grief you go through shows how much you care. And, like, often you don't experience the depths of that, of, like, how much like your heart feels like it's coming out of your chest um, because you realize, holy smokes, I loved that person or that animal so much. Um, And you will clearly understand it is um, what it is you care about feeling also. Um, And then well, we talked about um, afraid and then hurt, feeling hurt all the way through and out allows you to know and experience the depth of your love. This knowing can assist you in communicating from who you truly are, who you are is like a magnificent self. So hurt is like, oh man, I love that one so much because when we are able to feel that one without hurting back or doing something, then that is actually how we end the revenge cycle. So anyways, we'll record a whole nother episode on that. But let's actually give you guys some examples of what this looks like. So And these are examples that I'm just pulling that I thought Terry and I could talk about from our own experience. 
Um, so helmets. Helmets is a really easy one to look at. So we have kids um, that skateboard and bike a lot. And you guys all know we talk so uh, much about our beautiful older girl who's now 13 and has been strong-willed from the day she came out of the womb. Um, but she pushes back a lot on the helmet, especially as now she's the age she's at. Like I see kids all the time. They all have these new electric bikes and they're riding to the skate park on a massive street with their helmet either unlocked or not even on. And so she's, she pushes back a lot and we have to stay so firm and say, no, 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 no. And same with Taryn. Taryn sometimes will ask um, if not, so, not as much as Stella, but like for me, the fear is rooted in reality because when I was young on my street, there was a little girl um, in my grade in kindergarten who um, we dropped off on the school bus one day and she went across the street and she got hit by a car. And um, she was emotionally and mentally and physically disabled for the rest of her life. Her dad is still a doctor on the same street I grew up in. My, my parents still live there. Um, but that was really intense to watch happen to a child. So cars literally will damage your child. Like it's not, it's not like, a, oh, don't be scared of that. It's like, no, be scared, feel scared, feel that fear. Um, and then also, you know, I, I've shared before, I have a friend out in Temecula who a little boy got hit by a car while he was riding his bike and she was the one who held him while he passed away. And he was about nine years old and that was just two years ago. So this stuff does happen, right? Like you, when you tell your kid to wear a helmet and it's because you feel scared I mean, I had, the stories could go on and on of the traumatic brain injuries I know that happens when kids don't have helmets on. But when you feel that feeling of being scared, know that it's consult, right? Whoever you need to consult, yourself, God, a, a mentor. And if it's truly something that's important, then stand firm and like keep the boundary. And that will take, you, you gotta be able to do that like without the fear and force, which is what we teach you how to do at Fresh Start Family, but hold true to the limit. And this, and this is something, you know, we're sharing this, like, you know, you may be listening, like, wait, you're sharing your fears, but you're saying don't instill fear. So mm -hmm. what's the difference here? And I think the difference here is, is, you know, these are, this is personal testimony that has zero agenda at all. And it's something that, um, you know, lives, especially, you know, this is Wendy's personal testimony that it lives inside of her for a reason to create some sort of positive action on the other side of it. This isn't yeah. like, a, hey, I saw this thing on Facebook that's got some agenda to make me feel scared about something, so then now I need to walk around living in fear, and I don't know what to do about it other than just be fearful or to, yeah. go or to gossip about it. And be or, in disgust. Or to whatever. It. Yeah. So this is, this is what we're trying to show the difference here is... For her, you know, this is something in her, you know, that, that lives inside of her. She, when she feels it, then she does something, she feels it all the way through and then decides to do, okay, what's my positive action out of this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so helmets. Gosh, you guys make your kids wear helmets. <laughs> um, another example is technology. So, um I guess there's two different things with tech. We'll put it all under the same category of things we've faced in our own parenting journey is one, um, the whole iPhone thing with our daughter. Um, it has been the biggest battle, holy smokes, to go to be anti, like counterculture and cultural in this area. But we felt scared early on because we got some education and saw some like real life research and studies that show just the the gnarly detrimental effects that that social and just kids being attached to these devices from a young age has on children and um, just so again got some incredible education around it and we knew from a, a very early on that we wanted to prevent our our daughter from experiencing the detrimental effects of ha basically having an iPhone and having an iPhone um, from like a very early age so 
we set out early and we were like, we we signed this pledge called wait till eighth. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes page. Um, and you know, it was like always going to be once you graduate from eighth grade and you're going into high school, we can talk about the phone, but until then you're not going to have a phone out in the world. And holy smokes, it has been such a battle, but the, the feeling of being scared was around our daughter's mental health. Like the comparison game that happens on all these social platforms, the inability to socialize, um, the, the like the depression and anxiety that is now skyrocketing in our teens. Uh, it's like it's factual information that as soon as the iPhone came out and kids started to get their hands on it, all, all the rates of all those things, even suicide is, is way higher than it was 15 years ago in teens. So this is what caused us to say no, right? So we felt scared. We consulted. We talked about it. We prayed about it, and then we have been super firm, and holy smokes, has it taken courage and bravery. It's definitely taken courage and bravery, and, you know, we've had some flexibility, not with, like, the phone necessarily out in the world, but, like, to not, like, completely shelter her, and even the level of flexibility that we have has been tough. (laughs) Um, You know, we're, we're even dealing with it right now, but boy, we're really thankful that we listened to that inner voice through that fear to, to be where we're even at right now. Um, which has been, you know, it's, it's been a journey, you know, but, um, but yeah. And and when when she gets a little bit older, I hate I always hate to say it to her because I'm like, oh man, I never want to wish anything on anyone. Um and I tell her, you guys know you'll hear you'll hear me. I always purposely use the word and instead of but because both of these things are absolutely true. I I never want to wish anything bad about anybody. And mark my words, there will be a high like a lot of her her friends who have been tied to their devices and on all these social platforms since the tender age of like eight and nine, there will be mental health struggles in high school, like really intense. Um, and, and I think that is the point where as a parent, when you've had the courage to stick to a strong limit or rule, when you're an outsider, all eight out of 10 of her friends have unlimited access to iPhone and service everywhere out in the world, social platforms, like no problem. Um, but it won't be till later that you actually fully feel the courage and bravery that kicks into like success where you're like, whoa, that took five years to stay true to that. And now I see like we did it. We did it. Like we were scared as heck. Like, are we, you know, there's a million reasons why we feel scared with, with her right now around it. Cause it's, it's a very tender thing to be working with a teen on this. Um, but there will be a time in the future where we're like, oh my God, thank God. Like we did it. Like we stuck to the limit and it was, it was valuable to stick to the limit and that took bravery and courage. Another one is the video games, um, the violent video games that we see so many um, kids just buried in like nonstop. And we've always had this rule and we felt have felt scared like for me, like the whole like mass shootings thing, it's really, it's not like a joke. It's it's something that I take very seriously, contributing in a positive manner to. And so we do not have violent video games in this house. And we, we didn't even have a gaming console for the first 10 years of Taryn's life. And we're just super adamant about no violent video games at all. Because we just don't believe in training our, our children to kill, right? So um, it's like... But that's an example of, I feel scared. I feel so scared that kids, when they don't, when they aren't filled with tools on how to process emotions in a healthy way, and they're trained to kill for 10, 10 years, I feel scared of what that creates for children in high school. You know, yeah. and that I turn that fear. And I turn that into action. And in our home, we will not have that. Um, and then just a few others I have here that will that will probably you will feel scared about and it'll take courage is like telling your mom that you're not okay with her spanking your child, her grandchild, when she watches them for the weekend. Like that'll take bravery and courage and you will feel scared. Or um, spreading the message of positive parenting to your friends and family who are clearly doing things a different way and you see them stuck and you see them struggling. Um, It'll take bravery and courage and you will feel afraid of judgment, 
of condemnation, of like losing a friend, um, your mom being mad at you, like all that stuff. So those are just some examples of kind of from a parenting realm, um, what it looks like to feel scared, feel it, and then take action um, with firm kindness. And then in real, um, like kind of real world examples, um, of course, as we all process feelings from this last week after we watched the Capitol get raided, basically an attempted coup is, you know, <laughs> things that come to my mind and it's, it's I, I would love to hear like what your reaction to this um, this last week too, Terry was, but for me, again, it was a lot of fear around like racism and, um, authoritarian leadership and radical, like radical groups overturning our government. Like that's where my fear really kicked in and domestic terrorism. And so once I stopped and like felt that all the way through, there was like actions on the other side of that, that I know that I want to take that will take bravery and courage. Um, because for me, when I see nooses in our Capitol and people broken in to our Capitol building with sweatshirts from Auschwitz, like it's really, it's not an irrational fear to me that that could happen. Like, you know, I think back to like Nazi Germany yeah, and that's not like a, it's one day they came in and was like, knock, knock, I'm going to take your neighbor. And then people were like, what do you mean? This can't happen. No, it can happen. Yeah. I'm freaking really scared of it. And I am taking that scare and I'm uh, that fear. And I'm saying, God, what do you want me to do with that? Because I don't want, I don't think he just wants me to sit on it and be like, cool. No, don't feel scared. Like, no, tell me what to do with it. Like, tell me how I can help. Like, who can I have on the podcast? Where can I find blind spots? Like, how can I empower families to stand up for the light? Like, how can I teach families what it looks like to not raise their kids with authoritarian leadership, which I believe has led us to this point? Like, what can I do? What can I do? God, what can I do? And my action, my actions are always going to be rooted in love and firmness and kindness. I love that. Well, it's, um, you know, anytime something crazy happens in the world, you know, at the center of it all usually is this some form of evil, whether it's a... Um, a school shooting or like something that we saw last week and you know I don't know what listeners you know what your what your faith looks like and there's so many different you know opinions on what that means for different people but I think one thing that everybody can agree on is that evil is a real thing and it takes root in some people's hearts and when you see it on display like that it's scary it's yeah. scary. And it also, um, it makes me mad and sad um, also as well. I mean, it makes me mad just because, you know, I think about the fear that has been there for way too long for so many people um, in our country um, that have, you know, you know, a skin color that might be different from another or they might be from a different country or they might not believe in the same you know, religion or, or what have you, you know, how, how scared have they been just on an ordinary day? Not the day that, you know, it took all these people to be on national television to show up at, at the, the Capitol building. So it's something that I think, you know, we can all find some form of, of fear in. And now what are we going to do with it? Yes. What are we going to do with it? And I think it's beautiful, you know, that um, that you relate that, Wendy, back to we can always start back in our home. We can always show our kids a different experience in growing up through an environment that is not filled with fear and force, that is not um, revengeful or doesn't overpower you. And if we can all at least start there in our own homes, well, then that has a ripple effect for sure. Yes. So I think just by tuning into this podcast right now, um, thank you, um, because this is part of the ripple effect. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's it's going to take courage for you to have conversations with people. 
families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Terry is going to go play golf with our little guy, um, but I wanted to finish off with just a few points here um, that I think is, is really going to help drive this home for you guys. So, um, so yeah, so there, there was, there's a few people that I've been really enjoying. Um, oh gosh, I won't say few. There's so many people. I think people, a lot of people have said social right now after anything that happens in, in our nation or our world that's like political, they can get super like, ah, social is this awful place. It's fooled in negativity. Well, because I am always looking for the helpers, I am like, I am always looking for the light in everything that I do because I believe in it so deeply and I believe that it always wins. So for me, social has been incredible this week since this happened. Um, and I've just found so many incredible people doing incredible things. Um, and also I've been able to see so many of the images that was really important for me to see, right? To not be avoiding images just because like, I can't handle it or I don't even want to know. Like, no, I need to see. Like, I needed to see that noose hanging on Capitol Hill 30 minutes from the house I grew, you know, I grew, Terry and I both grew up in Maryland. Like, I needed to see that to remind me, yes, it is a rational fear to be scared, to feel scared that racism is, is just an evil in this country that we need to eradicate. Like, I, I needed to see that. I want it. I want to see that. I want to know the truth. But a few people on, on social that I want to make sure I, I call out. There's a there's a woman called Sharon Says So. So at Sharon Says So on Instagram that's doing an incredible job of providing um, wonderful historical and constitutional education for all of us with a sense of humor, but with total neutrality. So she's a history teacher and she's just um, incredible. She's, she's really um, helped me to become educated about a lot of the facts um, that is important that we all understand. And then another person that I found this week that I have just 
love what he has to say. Um, his handle is at Loswit, so L-O-S-W-H-I-T. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes page. Um, but he shared the most beautiful post this week about how he has a good friend. So he's he's a gentleman with black skin, and he has a friend who has white skin. And he said him and his white friend have been talking for so long. It's It's been like I forget what he says in this post, maybe like a decade or something of really deep, vulnerable conversations where he has been really trying to express his thoughts and fears. Um, you know, they're they're on two political, you know, two different realms of the political scene. And he has been trying to like help his friends see what he's been talking about. And he said, it's not from a state of trying to convince that that friend of mine um, to change. Um, it's just to, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it for you guys now. Um, this is this was his post. And, and basically the point is, and I'll read it for you in a second, but he says, um, it was years of conversations. And, and then finally, this is what his friend said after the Capitol Hill thing happened on Wednesday night, which makes you remember that there is always going to be a silver lining to things like this, no matter how messy the situation is. That will be a, a podcast episode for another day that I'll make sure I record for you guys because there is always a silver lining. There is always light. Um, but he, his friend finally texted him and said, I see now. So I will read this to you right now. So I see now three words from a super close friend who lives on the opposite side of the aisle as I do. Three words that finally broke me and I wept. A white conservative middle-aged Trump voting man whom I love dearly. We have had many deep talks the last four years. Me explaining the depths of my concern, him listening and explaining his. Never a conversation about policy, always a conversation about a president. The goal wasn't to turn him from his conservative roots. The goal wasn't to make him lean left. It was simply to be seen, and I've felt seen. But today, after an exhausting 24 hours, I see a notification from this dear friend who I would catch a bullet for, and it simply said, I see now. That doesn't mean he's turning his back on his values. It doesn't mean he's facing me and protecting mine. That this is why I won't stop sharing. This is why I won't quit. This is why I won't let up because this is who we are as Americans and this is how we will hear. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. And I just thought that was such a beautiful representation of what we're talking about today. Do you know how scared that guy must have felt to have those conversations over and over again with someone who was on the opposite aisle of him? But he he embraced the fear and he chose courage and bravery over not having the conversations. And it took four years for his friend to say, oh my gosh, I can see what you're talking about now. And now I'm sure they're to a different level of conversation, right? It sounds like they're very close friends. So that's the type of courage out in the world, the, the real life stuff that I want you to embrace, okay? Three more quick examples and we'll call this episode... Um, for, for what it is today. And I hope you have just been filled with encouragement and support and um, are just feeling good as we end this. But fasting um, is something that we just came on our radar today. Um, at our church, we do a fast every January and it's incredible. Um, Terry and I aren't to the point yet where we're doing all food. Um, mostly our friends at church that really do the fasting, they do what's called the Daniel Fast and it in involves juice and um lots of juicing, but we're not quite there yet, but we will each choose something to fast or a few things to fast for 21 days in order to grow to grow closer in our relationship with the Lord. And we were just talking before we recorded this about what we feel scared of. And it's like the emotions come up fast when you're like, I'm not gonna do this for three weeks. And it's like, oh, I feel scared of this, I feel scared. And on the other side of that will be bravery and courage when we decide to take action, whatever we decide to do. Um, and then uh, two more for you. Um, I know for me as a teacher in the in both just the regular space as far as positive parenting education and especially the Christian space, this has been an area where I've really had to um, thank God for the fear almost and then work through it 
and then choose bravery and courage to move forward and take action. So in just regular life, um, you can imagine becoming a parenting instructor when you're raising normal, human, healthy children who are not perfect. That's that's what we preach here at Fresh Start Family is that um, having joy and peace and happiness and effectiveness as a parent does not mean your kids are perfect. It means that you are connected, you're a firm, kind leader, you are raising good kind human souls that are contributing to the world and know um, how much they are unconditionally loved, who spread love and kindness, all this kind of stuff. Um, But when I first started teaching, holy smokes, I was so scared of judgment because, you know, if my kid got in trouble or if my kid made a mistake, which trust me, they made many, they still do, but they made many back in the days when I was just starting to teach. Stella was four years old. Taryn was one. Or I guess Taryn was two, Stella was five, I think. Um, but yeah, they were in the throes of like toddlerhood, right? So that that was definitely something I feel scared. I felt scared about, and you know, I still leaned in and did it anyways. And I'm gosh, I'm so happy that I did. And then when it came to the Christian space of teaching positive parenting, um, compassionate based gentle parenting in the Christian world, holy smokes, has there been fear. Because let me tell you, the fangs come out on some people who are uncomfortable when I teach compassionate discipline. And the first few times that I got letters or emails or DMs or whatever, or if I'd be teaching in person and someone would raise their hand and just like it, what felt like literally an assault (laughs) because they they wouldn't ask questions they would literally like try to make you wrong and they really seemed to always want to argue um that was really difficult in the beginning to deal with now years and years have gone by and i feel like god has really prepared me and now i feel so much more confident um but in the beginning the it was i was very felt very scared of it and it took me reaching out and talking with mentors and people who I knew could guide and support me on that journey for me to be able to work through that feeling of being scared and to know that when the spare the rod, spoil the child folks kind of literally kind of wanted to like (laughs) kind of bite me with their fangs that I was going to be prepared and I was going to be brave and courageous. Now, if you're hearing this and you still are confused about compassionate discipline and you are a family of Christian faith, don't worry. You can always, always email me, DM me, come into my programs. I have a full program for for families of Christian faith where um, I welcome questions, but you have to understand questions are different than attacks. And questions are like, oh my gosh, I've I've been raised a different way. I'm confused about what Bible tells the Bible tells me. Can you help clarify this scripture so I understand what books do you recommend so I can understand how positive parenting aligns with my faith? Those are the type of questions that I'm like, yes, come sit at our table. I am happy to help you understand what we teach. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's pray together. Let's let's help you get um get educated on what this looks like. That is very different than attacking kind of um, fear-based, which is like, you are spreading the wrong message. You, What are you talking about? You're not only are completely wrong, but you are contributing to a world of future criminals and you have no business teaching. Like that is a full-blown attack, right? So, but because um, I was prepared for it and I knew what to do with the feeling of fear, then I was able to find courage and bravery on the other side. Okay, and then last example I have for you is again, just before we pushed record today, it came up and I said, oh my gosh, Terry, that's a, that's another good example where we want to embrace that feeling of being afraid and then still move forward with whatever action we want to take that's based in love. And um, he said to me, uh, hey, I think it's our friend Jack's birthday today. And I said, oh my gosh. I go, are you going to call him? And he goes, yeah, I think so. And the reason why there was a big exhale is because we just got noticed that Jack, our friend, um, his little boy just got diagnosed with leukemia. And so we got a GoFundMe notice. And it's like, you know, how do you call your friend whose little boy just got diagnosed with with leukemia? There's a lot of fear 
and feeling scared that's going to need to happen and that Terry's going to need to embrace this afternoon, probably why he's playing golf or later when he gets home and we take a jog um, before he makes that phone call. And um, that fear will help him, right? He'll be able to prepare. He'll be able to say, you know, probably pray about it and say, God, help me to have the, you know, just, just whatever words you want me to have. God, we all know that there's not the right words to have when someone is experiencing something like that. But um, as long as Terry doesn't push that fear away, um, then he'll be okay when he calls um, when he calls Jack this afternoon, and I know that. So that's the examples I got for you guys today. I hope that gives you a good idea of why fear is your friend. I promise you that when you embrace the feeling of afraid, there are such beautiful things on the other side. Bravery and courage will empower you as a parent. You need bravery and courage in order to be a firm, kind leader in your home. And I promise you, if you embrace everything that we talked about today, you will be able to successfully inspire and motivate and influence your little ones to um, cooperate and, um, you know, to, to follow your rules and limits without having to rely on the fear and force. And you're just going to be really um, just so much better of a leader in your home, in your community, in your job, everywhere. So thank you guys for listening. This one felt vulnerable. So um, please let me know your thoughts. We are always, we love to hear from you. Um, so please let us know. And uh, we'll see you for the next episode. For links and more information about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 73. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.